That, that's what we can see, right? Hello, Madeline. Hi, Anu. Welcome back to another episode. If you're just joining us, my name is Anu Kumar. And I'm Madeline MacArthur. And this is Bridging the Synapse, a podcast about everyday topics and situations through a neuroscience lens. Join us as we bridge the synapse. So Madeline, tell me about how you're getting new glasses. I got, I joined the glasses family. Uh, Glasses for driving, because I noticed that at night especially, everything just seemed a little blurry farther away. So I um, got glasses, and I actually just wore them for the first time last night. And oh my gosh, I I can never not drive with them again, because the world is just so much clearer. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was silly whenever people said, oh, you know, when you get glasses, the world seems to come into focus. And I was like, ha, 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 that's hilarious. That Mm -hmm. won't happen. And it happened. I had that happen to me. So... Yes. Yep. It's great. Having glasses and being able to see is just like a miracle. Amazing. Can you just yeah. imagine like some people just wake up and just like see? Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't know what that feels like anymore. Cause <laughs> I used, I thought I was that person. I am not. Yeah. Whenever you mentioned you were getting glasses to me, you said you were thinking about getting this like new thing with like that takes out blue light. Yes. Yes. So I had heard that um, with our technology and whatnot, there was like this specific type of light that um, comes out from the screens, from like the phone, from phones, from uh, computers, tablets, um, possibly even TVs. I'm not quite sure about that one, though. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can possibly damage your eyes in some way. Um, It's called blue light. And I didn't know that much about it, um, but I, when I went to go get my glasses, I specifically asked to have, like, a blue light um, filter mm-hmm. put on them. So that way um, this light doesn't come in and cause havoc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So because of that, we are dedicating this episode to blue light from technology and its effects on the eyes. Yes. So we have a interview that I did with a uh, physics student here at the university. His name is Brandon Barker. He is a fifth year senior and he's actually double majoring in physics and math. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, I know that sounds like a lot. Yes. So I asked him to kind of like give us the physicist perspective of like what light is because like light's a thing, but we don't really think about light from a scientific standpoint a lot. I know I definitely don't. No. So we're just going to like play that. All right. So I'm here with our special guest, Brandon Barker, for this episode about blue light. So welcome, Brandon. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you're majoring in. So my name is Brandon Barker. I'm a fifth year senior majoring in physics and mathematics. So from a physics perspective, can you tell us what light is? So generally, light refers to photons, which sort of is a unit of light, or it's any kind of radiation. Uh, This not only includes what we generally think of as light, like from a light bulb or something, but also the radio waves that we listen to on the way to work, the x-rays at hospitals, the ultraviolet radiation that causes sunburns, and even the gamma radiation that turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk. 
Yeah, so you mentioned all these different types of light. So I want to ask, what exactly makes one type of light different from another kind?、Uh, so the only difference between all of these different forms of light is that they have different wavelengths. Radio waves, for example, have much longer wavelengths than visible light, and gamma rays have the shortest wavelengths of any light. So visible light refers to the small subset of light that our eyes can actually process. This includes all of the colors of the rainbow that you're familiar with, from red to violet. Okay, pause for a second. So you just mentioned visible light, right? So, from a neuroscience perspective, the the things that allow us to to see light, or the reason why a certain spectrum of light is visible, are because of cones in our red, in our are because of cones, are because of cones in our retina. So we have the red, green, and the blue cones, but these cones absorb certain ranges of wavelengths of light. And this encompasses wavelengths from about 750 nanometers to 380 nanometers, which is about 7.5 times 10 to the minus 7 meters to 3.8 times 10 to the minus 7 meters. So wavelengths are very, very small. They're, Essentially, they're microscopic. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm kind of hearing from you is that the reason why blue light is said to be potentially harmful to our eyes is because of its wavelength, right? Shorter wavelength light has more energy than longer wavelength light. The energy of light is determined solely by its wavelength.、Uh, blue light has a shorter wavelength than red light, for example. So blue light is more energetic than red light. Okay, so now that we've kind of talked about the kind of energy that is behind different kinds of wavelengths of light, let's talk about how we perceive those wavelengths of light as color. Right. So. Most people have heard about rods and cones, and they are the cells in your on your retina that are that absorb light and、um, actually color and help you see. So the difference between rods and cones, at its most basic, simple, cones help you see color, and rods help you see、uh, light and help help you distinguish between light and dark, and maybe like varying shades of light.、Mm-hmm. Um, Your retina contains far more rods than cones, and this is the reason why we cannot see such light as like UV light. Humans can only see the visible spectrum, and even though there are less cones on your retina,、um, they have a very high acuity to help you see colors. So, you know, you might have two colors of purple, but you can clearly distinguish that you know this color is. Slightly more like a blue, and this one is slightly more like a, a maybe a pink or like a lilac.、Mm-hmm. So, these rods and cones then work together to convert light into neural signals for the neuro- nervous system to interpret. Right. So once that transduction process happens, which is just converting the light energy into the le- electrical signals, then they travel down the optic tract, which is essentially what connects the back of your eye. To your brain, 
right? There are a different network of cells that the electrical signals have to pass when they hit the photoreceptors, which are the rods or the cones. They go through like this entire different network of cells before they actually hit the optic nerve. They actually go to the octave nerve. And then once it hits the optic nerve, that signal travels down that nerve and crosses the optic chiasm, which is just kind of like this crossroads in the middle of your corpus callosum, which is just uh, like the bridge between your two hemispheres of the brain. Depending on where the light hits uh, in your retina, it can either go into your left hemisphere or into your right hemisphere. So depending on that distinction, it may or may not cross that like pathway uh, in the optic chiasm. Once it crosses the optic chiasm or not cross the optic chiasm, they just go straight into the visual cortex, which is in the occipital lobe, very back of the brain. And from here, the visual cortex has different layers of cells that process all of the visual signals that you're seeing from that light hitting your photoreceptors, right? So the visual cortex is processing everything that your photoreceptors are saying like, hey, this line is here. It's at like a 35 degree angle. What does that mean? And so your visual cortex is telling you that means this is a ledge or this is a side of a building or it's a pencil. These different layers in the visual cortex process different levels of complex information. So V1 is like the simplest, the simplest one. It says like, this is a line. And like, that's great, you see a line. And then maybe something like V4 or V5 will process um, color and like details. And V6 will process like texture and how is it relating to all the other lines in the, in the field of vision that you have. So. The visual cortex has a really high level of integration for all of these like essentially essentially like raw sensory data that you're just getting because your brain could just be like it's just a bunch of lines over here but your visual cortex is like no this is a picture of a building or this is a person's face so it's it's very interesting how essentially we see the world as just like a bunch of lines or like a bunch of different like wavelengths but mm -hmm. our brain is processing it in a way that we can understand reality Right. Wow. Well, that was super deep. Bridging the Synapse is produced, edited, and written by us, Anu Kumar and Madeline MacArthur. Production assistance is provided by John Kennedy from The Daily Beacon. Music in this episode is from Pottington Bear. We release a new episode every other Wednesday. We also release one episode a month in conjunction with The Daily Beacon. You can contact us via our email, which is bridgingthesynapse at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, at SynapseBridge, and on Instagram, at BridgingTheSynapse. For more information about this podcast and check out what sources we use for this episode, visit us on Anchor, our Medium page, or our Facebook page, which is Bridging the Synapse Podcast. We hope you've learned something new today, and we'll see you on the next episode. The brain is awesome. The brain is awesome.